The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Tell anyone the word of God is working. Is it working for you? It's working for me. Praise God. Every day, God's word keeps me going. Amen? Keeps me going. Is my consolation and my encouragement. Amen? Praise God. So we're going to be looking at intentional kingdom partnership. Intentional kingdom partnership. What is partnership? Partnership is an intentional commitment to actively engage in activities and services that facilitate the advancement of kingdom purposes. Number two, partnership simply means collaboration or mutual cooperation for the purpose of achieving a goal or carrying out a task. The advancement of goals and objects of the goals and objects of the kingdom of God in the earth requires intentional, consistent partnership. In Luke 8, 1, 2, and 3, the Bible says, And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad times of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Next. And sending women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Next. And Joanna, the wife of Chusairos, towards and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Notice, as he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, these people were partnering with him. In Philippians 1, verse 5, Amplified Classic. I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel, from the first day you heard it until now. Without partnership, God's work in the earth will be delayed. See that? In Ecclesiastes 4, 9, the Bible says two are better than one. Why? It says because they have a good reward for their labor. You see that? So, without partnership, God's work on the earth to be delayed. Number one, Partnership is a decision and a determination. You decide to partner. Study those women who had been healed of evil spirits in Luke 8 verse 2. Jesus didn't tell them to partner. But because they had a value for his ministry and what his ministry has done for them, they partnered. The Bible says they ministered unto him of their substance. See, New King James says they provided for him out of their substance or from their substance. They have been blessed. Has this ministry blessed you in any way, shape, or form? Then you should reciprocate. See, by getting involved in what we do. I shared with them that it said in churches, only 4% of the church, 4% are regular, consistent titers. 4%. There is 96% are sleeping partners. They are not actively engaged. See that? 
We have morning prayers here every, every uh, morning during this fast. And many of us don't come. And not because we have children to take to, to school or something. We can understand for some of them. But some of them even get the children dressed and come. But many don't show at all. It's a decision. It's a commitment. Amen? It's a commitment. It's a commitment. In Romans 15, 30 to 31. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. That's partnership. That I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. Quickly, let's look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 3. It says, give it to me in the New King James. I want them to see this. Say, for I bear witness. Let's read from verse 1 because they need to see this. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the church of Macedonia. Next. For, watch this, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. In other words, the fact that you are poor doesn't mean you shouldn't partner. Because they were poor. They were in deep poverty. These are people the poor call the poor. Then look at verse 3. It says, For I bear them witness that according to their ability, yes, and what? And beyond their ability, that sacrifice, they were freely willing. It's a decision. Look at verse 4. It says, Imploring us with more urgency that we will receive the gift and the fellowship of ministry to the saints. Paul didn't want them to give. They said, We are going to give for the relief effort for the other saints. We are going to give. You know, say, I'm poor, that's why I don't give. No. You're selfish, that's why you don't give. In Mark 12, 41 to 44. Mark 12, 41 to 44. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. The rich. Then one poor widow. Now in the Bible, there are no meaningless details. She was not only a widow, she was a poor widow. Came in and threw in two mites, which make a quadrant. Next. So he called his disciples and said to them, I shall I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. Next. He said, for they are for they, for, they all put out, for they all put in out of the abundance, but she out of her poverty. Oh, I don't reach because I don't give because I'm not rich. No, you don't give because you're selfish. Out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. The woman gave everything. You see that? You see, when we come to number two, we look at that. Giving is always a measure of commitment. Always, always. Whether in your secular organization, anyone that's a member of the organization that does not give or pay their dues, you see, it's not a serious member. Am I right? She gave her whole livelihood. All right, look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 5 now. And not only as we hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us, but they gave themselves. It's a decision. First Corinthians 16, 15 to 18, NIV. It says, you know that the household of Stephanus were the first comers in Achaia. 
Watch this. And they devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I urge you, brothers. They devoted themselves. They devoted is a choice. Okay, James says they were addicted. They addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. You see that? So you can't tell me you 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 are involved in this thing. You're not partnering, and uh, 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 it's a choice. Say, apostle is not giving us. You no know, people say, apostle is not. Uh, if he was talking about money, you know, should put us under pressure. Let us give. No, I will not put you under pressure. It's a choice. Hallelujah. Number two, partnership is an expression of our commitment to Christ. Are you committed to Christ? Matthew 6, 21. It says, where your treasure is, it says, there your heart to be also. See, where your treasure is, there you are to be also. So, Jesus is saying that whatever you're not giving to, you're not passionate about. Giving and passion are commensurate. You know, in our early days of ministry, we thought we were smarter than the elders. Younger chose church, there are three things before they make you a pastor. You must have availability of time and money. You must be a giver. They built the largest church in the world till tomorrow. 700,000, 750,000 people. Church. Some say they grew to up to 1 million. A church. When you come to service, they say, please don't come to service next Sunday. When you say for one service, please don't wait for the next second service. Please. Please, make sure you go. Go. Why? Because the people that are not giver, givers, they cannot be fruitful in ministry. You cannot be stingy and be fruitful in ministry. You say, Apostle, where did you see that in the Bible? Okay, Matthew 13, verse 22. It says, Now he who receives seed among thorns is he who hears the word, and he cares of this world, and the deceitment of riches choke the word, and what? He becomes unfruitful. All the largest churches in the world are pastored by givers. You can't break the word of God. Say, so he has a zeal. Make him a pastor. You'll be, you'll be amazed. We have had pastors that have six members. We have had pastors that two churches closed under them. Closed. Don't exist. Generosity. One of our most generous pastors is Pastor A.B. Andrew. He pastors two churches. In fact, he pastors two states, not churches. Because each of those states have several churches. But I call there are three branches. In um, Bori, they have more than one branch. Generosity. Are you committed? Someone here, first fruit 
It's as though I'm speaking in tongues. What did he say? He said, from, from, from second hand. Do you understand? Have you given your first fruit? Say, what did, I, what did he say again? I said, he said, from, from, second hand. The man, you know he speaks in tongues a lot, so that part I don't need to understand. It's for his own personal edification. Not for people like us. We don't hear those things. Have you given your from, from, have you given it? No great ministry is built on takers. Great ministries are built on givers. No great ministry is built on takers. Great ministries are built on what? On givers. Are you out there? Mark 10, 29 to 30. It says, As sure as I said to you, there's no one who has left house. You don't mean to leave a house. I left a house in Benin, a four-bedroom apartment, to come and squat in a one-room and share bathroom and tea. You know what the tea is? With public. To come and squat in Bayelsa. I left house. Our brothers, or sisters, my sister left the ministry. Our brothers or sisters. Let's leave matter for Matthias. Our father. My father said it's up to you and your God. Our mother. Our wife. When your wife tells you you are the one God call. Our children. Our lands. Our, see, for my sake and the gospels. commitment I know what it means to pray for you you have heard the story when I was having a pain somewhere here whether it's the heart or whatever it is here and I'm praying as I'm praying if I start myself, I'll be shaking and I'll continue to pray she'll say rest I say who will pray for them I'm not here playing I'm standing here today because the word of God works. I told someone, I said, you see me like this? Know that the Bible is true. Commitment. I told you in second service, I said, when you eat bread and eggs, the chicken was involved. When you eat rice and chicken, the chicken was committed. Are you committed? It's a question because you, if you're going to build a great ministry, then every one of us will be going the extra mile. Look at verse 30. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life? This is part of the year of life. We want a committed church. Don't just come in, you're just part of the service and you hear the word of God and you go home. You're just involved. Are you a tighter? Are you a first fruiter? Are you a seeder? Are you a prayer? 
Are you a soul winner? Are you involved? Or you're committed? So this church will not grow except we are all involved. I know God asked the church, but who's going to win souls? When I make an altar call of first-timers, and you see nobody, no first-timer. Everywhere is full, but no first-timer. Nobody's heart is pricked. But my heart is pricked because when God wants to stop something, he will only stop it when the people stop bringing people for him to feel. That's why last year when nobody was, no first, I started going out for evangelism everywhere. I was going everywhere. It, with the way my body was, I was going out to win souls. With the women, I said, no, 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 no. There must be vessels to fill. If you want to close the church, stop inviting people. You will close it without doing any harm. You will close, you won't, no, no need to do juju. Just stop inviting people. So I entered every streets, entering all kinds of places, beer parlors. No, Lord, you called me. It will not be a mockery that when a man answers God's call, he's a fool. It will not be a mockery that when you leave a city where things were sweet and go, you are a fool. No, Lord God, you will not, you will not be reproached on my watch. I entered the streets. I'll just take a little rest and resume again. Are you bringing anybody to church? You are involved. You are a taker. You are not a giver. You are not adding value. You are taking value. A man came to my office. For several of them, I used to tell my pastors. I said, let nobody come and tell me again. Ah, you have gone far. To people around you. Ah, you'd have gone far. With what you have, the grace, the word. You should not be where you are. The people around you. Ah, you, every man of God that comes. Just take it. You come on Sunday, hear the word. You not bring anybody. Every Sunday you've been coming. Who have you brought? I was in pain when I entered those streets. Because overwork had entered the body. But as Lord, let it not be said. The next generation is watching, and I'm saying to you, they are watching. Enter the streets. Are you committed? Or you're just here. Ah! Power of God was so strong, I was so touched. That man, I wrote plenty. That man, no Bible. Okay. In what way are you helping the work? Are you helping the man that you say no Bible? In what way are you helping the work? Let me share a testimony with you. Some of you know the ministry. Great man of God that is from those state that moved to Lagos. Big churches all over the country, South Africa, everywhere. He left Benin. You know why I left Benin? He said in his message, he said, I knew if I stayed in Benin, I would not fulfill my destiny. So he moved to Lagos. 
said, if I stayed in Benin, I will not fulfill my destiny. So he went to Lagos. And we can see all the, the, the churches they have, crowd whenever he moves anywhere. Destiny has been fulfilled. Are you involved or committed? One day Bishop Edico was preaching and he said, you, you know my people. He was preaching. He said, if I tell them to bring seven people on Sunday, he said they will carry seven on their backs and bring them. You know my people. Are you committed? Are you committed? Number three. Partnership is an expression of my love for God and his kingdom. Partnership is an expression of my love for God and his kingdom. Second Corinthians 8, 7 to 8. Listen to this. It says, but as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, in your love for us, see that you abound in his grace also. You say you love us. Okay, verse 8. I am not speaking by commandment. It is not by force. I am testing, watch this, the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. Give it to me in the message translation. I am testing the sincerity. Are you sincerely, sincerely in love with God or with us? I'm testing you. Give to, he told the Corinthian church. I'm not trying to order you around against your will. But by bringing in the Macedonians enthusiasm as a stimulus to your love, I'm hoping to bring the best out of you. I am stirring your love. I should be able to say, ah, my people, leave it. Once you say God has said we should do it, consider it done. And it will come to pass in my lifetime. Are you following me? Give it to us in the NLT, please. I'm not commanding you to do this. I'm testing how genuine your love is by comparing it. Look at it. By comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. Do you love God? Just come to church. Don't bring anybody. Partnership, you don't give. Tight, you don't give. First fruit, 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 you don't give. You just come. Service end. You don't know anybody in this church. Then you say, on my, on my buy day, nobody buy anything for me. How will you buy anything on your buy day? Have you bought anything for anyone on their buy days? Sorry, those are your birthdays, all right? Buy day. I, I, I lost my uncle and my, my father. Nobody in the, in, the, in the source came to find me. Now, with God as our source, we, we need to understand that you too are committed to God as your source so that people from the source can also come and visit you. But you've never, you've never visited anybody. You don't care about anybody in this church. Who do you know in this church? Who have you helped in this church? It's not a gift and it shall be given unto you. You're buying Nobody buying anything for you on your buying it's on your cell day will come. Hallelujah. So let us all wake up. Wake up. 
This is Pastor V and those who are close to us. They know that giving for me is a lifestyle. I love God. If you have been close to me, you will know that I love God. If you saw me yesterday, you will say, Apostle, don't come to church today. But I asked him, should I go for first service? He said, go. So I told my wife, I said, second service, you're a minister. I asked him, should I go for second service? He said, go. Then she came and said, maybe you should just sit down. I asked him, should I go? He said, that's why I'm here today. It's love that is standing here. I can't go to church today. Why? The way my body is just feeling one kind. My body is not feeling one kind. My body is feeling. Love. 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 Do you love God? Compare it with your commitment here and the commitment in other ministries. There's a ministry in Nigeria. I won't call the name, but I just want to, it amazes me. Every Father's Day, people empty their accounts and sow into the life of their man of God. Like Jesus. Some of you know the ministry. It's not very far from me. When God finds such commitment, boom, explosion. I can trust this. Apostle, I have not eaten. A woman came to the house. Doesn't know we're living by faith. Those days when I go down and said, I have not eaten. So Pastor V said, we too, we have not eaten. She was very angry. They received offering on Sunday. She thought we collect offering to eat. And that's what most of you think. After the offering. See how far far is there? Buy fresh fish. We'll do one better pepper soup. The 0.0004% that are given, no. The sincerity of your love. Let me share this quickly. One of my wife's sisters was asking, so what did your church, every year she will call, because when they are church, when they do birthday for their pastor, they know what happens. So she will call my wife and say, what did your church do for your, because their church is a very small church. So what did your church do? She ah, so when I'm wicked though, small church. sincerity of your love. If I carry all the money and I'm buying suit, God will not even be angry. It's in your Bible. Clothing allowance is in your Bible. If I carry the money and I'm eating chicken and I'm enjoying, it's, 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 it's also in your Bible. So the best, the choices is for the priest. It's not in your Bible. It's in your Bible. But we say, let's walk the way of sacrifice so church can have Hallelujah. I like the soberness. I pray it, it turns, it, it gives birth to a new church. In 1 John 3 verse 18, 
The Bible says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue. Don't just be saying, ah, love you, apostle, love you. Oh, oh, love you. Oh, love you. <laughs> We're done. But indeed, and what? And in truth. God so loved that he gave. Indeed. My boy in Portacot. I cannot doubt whether he loves me. I cannot. There's a period I was having a challenge in my chest, stress. When Dim Rose then, that should be around 2018 or something, or thereabout, or 2016 or seven, whatever the 20, but there's 20. It was so hot from public ulcer or whatever. It was, I was in pain. Past two, my wife called him. Early in the morning. Where are you going around to when you don't have car? So he and Raymond came that morning to attend to me. Love. Hallelujah. In First Kings 3 verse 3, the Bible says, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the house of his father David, except he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places. Next. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. Now listen to me so you can get the, the story. As a king, you offer a ram or a bullock for yourself. Just one. God said, give me one. I'm okay. Highest, give me a ram and a bullock. I'm okay. That's what God wants from a king. Okay. What does God want? A ram or a ram and a bullock? Are we together? Now the king went to give him a sacrifice there for that was a great high place. Solomon offered what? A thousand burnt offerings on that altar. Ah, give me one. You give me one thousand. What kind of boy is this? God came to meet him. God came to meet him. God says, give me one. Highest, do one, one. The man said, God, you are too big now. I love you more than this. I give you 1,000. God says, ask, what shall I give you? It's a love thing. It's a love thing. There's nobody around me that doesn't know I love God. God told me to give someone 200,000. How much did I give him? One million. I love God. It's not talk. Calculate it. I love him. Hallelujah. Do you love God? Or is your Christianity is 